Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Quorum and Justin Nielsen here with a look at the action in today's session, Monday, August 28th, where we saw gains for the major indexes, but Justin, resistance potential resistance that is still remains. Yeah, it, it was a really strong start to the day, but that was kind of it, you know, it quickly petered out and it was really kind of back and forth uh, for the rest of the day. So what we're really looking for is some power here to kind of prove to us that Thursday's reversal of last week can, you know, be overcome. And right. there's a lot of stocks that just aren't there yet, but I'm going to show a couple that are looking a little interesting. We're going to include Cactus, Hubble, and Ollie's Bargain Outlet. Yep, those are three good ones to check in on. We'll do that. First, let's take a look at the major indexes. The NASDAQ today up eight-tenths of a percent, followed by the S&P 500 and the Dow up six-tenths of a percent each. Small caps also had a pretty nice day with the Russell 2000 up almost nine-tenths of a percent. But like you mentioned, Justin, that reversal for the NASDAQ here right at that 50-day line poses some pretty solid resistance that we can connect back to June and July as well. So that seems like a key hurdle for this tech heavy index to get back above if the bulls are going to take over control again. Yeah. And I mean, look, I like that the fact that the index was able to kind of close in the upper part of its range, but you know, we're still, you know, I mean, besides the fact that Friday we did undercut the low of Thursday a little bit, we're still mostly trading inside that big Thursday reversal, which was a big outside day compared to the previous two days. Um, and if you go to the 30 minute chart or, you know, yeah, the 30 minute chart is fine here. Um, you can see how it was really, you know, kind of powerful to start the day, uh, a nice gap up, but it really was kind of a lot of back and forth action um, I'm pointing you know, to the wrong day. Yeah, that, that, right that's here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I guess my mind was thinking more of like IBD Live and looking right. at the five. The there, there uh, must be only so many bars in a uh, five-minute chart. No, we're looking at a thirty-minute. So, uh, but you could is, look at a five-minute. You could look at anything. You know, it's going to show the same thing that it was really kind of um, a, a strong start, but it, it quickly kind of lost ground. And then each time it seemed to you know try and go back up to the highs, it, it kind of started faltering. So again, it's great that we closed kind of near those highs, um, but it's really hard to make any you know strong conviction buys early in the day when you see a lot of this back and forth action and and look we we saw you know we saw some of that on friday too after the jackson hole comments you know a little whipsaw action down and then you know a move move right back up so i think there's still a little bit of work to be done here that we've just got to get through um and that means being patient you know it, it's not one of those things where you always have to do something in the market. You know, sometimes sitting on your hands, doing nothing and watching is the best course of action. Let me ask you this, Justin, if we get rejected at the 50 day line again, how, how bad would that be? Or is it really at this point, it's, it's kind of in wait and see mode for undercutting the ultimate rally lows or decisively and powerfully getting above the 50 day? Um, I mean, really, if it if it gets resistance at the 50 day moving average line, that's not going to bother me too much um, because we could go sideways 
for a little while here, and that would actually be constructive. It would allow some of these stocks to kind of recover a little bit and heal from some of the damage that was done, especially there were some stocks that really, you know, took it on the chin during this last earnings season. So, you know, going sideways here is fine, but a lot of times when you go range bound for a while, then you build up an expectation of breaking out one way or the other, either to the upside, which would be right above that 50-day moving average line and would be a positive, or to the downside, in which case you start looking for, okay, what's my next area of support? You know, once we get below 13,000, for instance, um, you know, then we're looking at possibly all the way down to the 200-day moving average line, um, you know, and those those highs that you're pointing out there in February and March, April, um, that, that would be kind of the next, uh, next potential stop. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that, Justin. Let's also take a look at the S&P 500 getting right up to its 21 day line. And it's about a half a percent, maybe a little bit uh, more below its 50 day moving average. Yeah, so you could easily see it, you know, kind of uh, break break above that down downtrend line. Um, but Again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna anticipate that happening. I'm gonna mm-hmm. wait for it to happen and then act accordingly. And we've really got to have um, the merchandise out there right now. It seems like the merchandise is really focused a lot on the oil and gas, the ind- industrial, uh, some of the electronic, um, you know, areas. So that's that's where we're gonna have to really kind of pay attention to see. Hey, is this where the market continues to favor for a little while is this uh, little sector rotation or uh, do we get back to growth and right. we're we tend to be growth investors that's where we make the biggest amount of money and it's really hard sometimes to have a market that's going against you um, to, to try and make money in in outside areas it is and uh, one more thing on the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 is we are still on the hunt for a follow-through day right. this rally attempt remains as long as we stay above that low from 818. But if we go over to the Dow, that has a little bit more work to do in its rally attempt. Right. So for the Dow, um, we're no longer in the follow through day hunt. We need a couple more days there because Friday is day one of a rally attempt there. So it, it, it kind of restarted because on Thursday we undercut the lows. So that's that's why we start the count over there. But you're right for the Nasdaq and S&P 500. Um, we could get a follow through day any day. But you'd also like to see it get back above that 50-day moving average line. I could easily see a day where we, if we pull back a little bit more and then have a powerful day and we're still below that uh, 50-day line, mm. it's going to be hard for me to have a lot of conviction right. um, until we really kind of punch through and break above the downtrend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Okay, let's take a look at zero TNX. This is the 10-year yield. Not a whole lot of movement today, but if you look over the last couple of months, I mean, this trend is still very much up. There have been some pullbacks along the way. It looks like another one is underway, but the last couple of times it's found support at the 21-day line. So what are you looking for in terms of the movements here, what we could see, and the impact on equities. Right. Well, a lot of times, um, both you know the dollar going up and yields going up are th- things that negatively affect stocks. Um, sometimes that correlation won't hold up on a daily basis, but it does usually hold up over longer term. So the question here is, are we are we hitting resistance at this old level, and you know potentially going to come come down and off of it? That could be something that allows 
uh, growth stocks especially to to continue their moves up. Um, but if we do go higher, that's something that could put some pressure on them and might mean, hey, we've got to kind of get some adjustments to these valuations because as you get the, the higher 10-year yields, um, that does kind of discount your future earnings. So adjustments get made in those valuation models. And same thing with the dollar getting stronger, especially for the multinationals. Uh, that's going to start, you know, potentially, uh, you know, getting some tougher uh, comparisons when they when they do those forex exchanges and stuff. So, um, you know, just things to keep in mind. Uh, overall, there are times where you can have the yields and stocks going up together. Uh, yield or the dollar and stocks going up together, but you just have to kind of be aware of those correlations and, and act accordingly. Absolutely. Let's also take a quick look at gold. Your thoughts on what we're seeing with the shiny metal, Justin? Well, you know, this has been kind of in a, in a basing pattern here, and it's still below the 50-day moving average line. But it would be interesting to kind of see if this does start coming up, um, there, there might be a trade here. So it's just something I'm being aware of. Uh, it, it did get support in kind of a level that you would expect it to right around that 175, 79 area back in June and July. So um, yeah, just just something to be aware of. Again, a lot of these variables kind of, you know, the the price of the dollar and the yields and all of these things can affect commodities and oil and uh, everything. So just kind of keeping it all together, sometimes you can kind of get some sense of what can move if, um, if the trend continues. So mm -hmm. right now there's a potential short-term trend here, but it has that uh, more intermediate term downtrend that it's really got to break above in order to be, be actionable. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and set an alert there. Why not? And speaking of oil, let's take a look at XLE, Justin, up almost seven tenths of a percent. But it seems like underneath the surface on IBD Live, there were so many oil and gas stocks that were looking interesting. Yeah. So remember, XLE is dominated by ExxonMobil and Chevron. They make up together about 40% of the movement in this ETF. Um, but you can kind of dig down a little bit deeper and kind of see other names. For, ex for example, if you go to OIH, um, you've got you know SLB and Halliburton that kind of are a little bit stronger here. This is the, the services area. You've got XOP, which is the U.S. explorers and producers. So that's another area that you can kind of take a look at. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to slice and dice this. And, you know, you could look at the entire sector and just go with the highest relative strength names. But certainly one of the things we're seeing in the oil and gas space is a lot of them look like what correction? You know, they're, they're maybe pulling back a little bit, but they're not breaking down below their 50-day moving average lines. They're actually more... Mm -hmm. um, consolidating after some big uptrends and yeah. we've been wanting them to pull back. <laughs> right. Actually. Exactly. So, so we're getting it, what we want. Exactly. They, 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 they did what we wanted. And so now it's a matter of um, kind of picking and choosing which ones are maybe the first ones to come out and which ones look the strongest. Right. Uh, thank you for drilling down into those different ETFs for us, Justin. Yeah. And you mentioned industrial stocks yeah. up eight tenths of a percent today. So coming up on a key level, Kind of breaking a downtrend, didn't look too decisive though. So maybe just a little bit more oomph than it would right. be. Yeah, I, again, it looks like it kind of came right up to that line, that downtrend line that you've just made. And it's right there at its 50 day moving average line. So again, I'd like to see a little bit more oomph here in the industrials, but some of the individual names, I, I did notice that you mentioned, uh, or you, you threw up Jabil uh, for a second yeah. there. Um, there are the names out there that are looking you know, really interesting in that industrial space. Mm -hmm. Well, let's take a look at WHD. This is in the machinery and equipment 
area of oil and gas. A nice percentage move today and closing close, uh, if not right at the highs of the day, up 2.7%. Volume was lighter than average, though it looked like it did pick up pace from the last couple of days where it had gotten pretty darn tight, Justin. Yeah, that's what I really liked is that it just tightened up right there at the 21-day moving average line and kind of popped today. Um, I know that Ken last week mentioned Baker Hughes, BKR, which is uh, one of the rivals. So this this is looking pretty, pretty good, both of these. Um, you know, again, volume hasn't been spectacular there, but you yeah. could see, you know, uh, potential moves, uh, bounces off of these areas, you know, after staying tight for a while. And it also happens to be our stock of the day today. So I believe Kit Norton was the one writing on this one today. So he kind of gives a breakdown of what's happening with the rig counts, uh, something that we, you know, we're, we're often looking at Baker Hughes rig counts as a kind of a measure of what's happening in the oil and gas space. Um, but, you know, consider that this has had a 72% run from that bottom at like, you know, 3136. So it had 10 out of 11 weeks up. And now it's just refusing to give up any of those gains. So mm -hmm. uh, the fact that it held right there at 50, um, I, I, I kind of look at this as maybe a cup with handle, even though it's not being identified as such. Uh, still, I like the fact that as deep as this consolidation was right now, it's holding those gains and it's staying tight. And that's that's a big that's a big thing. Mm hmm. Nicely analyzed there, Justin. Let's go to HUBB. This is Hubble in the Electrical Power Equipment Group forming the right side of a base. Yeah, so here, I mean, it, it looks like it's a your run-of-the-mill base, but this is very tight. You know, this is a higher price stock. And so it might surprise you to see that this is a, just a 12% depth. Now it started with some pretty ugly action after that earnings report, but I like that it's kind of recovering. Um, I don't think that there's any reason to kind of get into this early until it really kind of surpasses the, the, the battering that it took um, at, at those price levels. So I'm looking at 340.06 as a potential entry here, but I like the fact, again, if you look at the weekly here, this had a 30% move from its last breakout um, right there around 260. Um, and it, it's, it's just really, again, holding the gains, uh, got support right there at 300, just kind of stopped going down. And if you go back to the daily, you can kind of see that as you know, it, it had those two big days in terms of volume, um, maybe even a third. But that third day, even though it was above average, inside day, it's just almost like the selling stopped. And it did go down a little bit more, but it really was tightening up um, and, and getting support right there at 300, a nice round number. And now we're back above that 50-day moving average line, a nice day of volume on Friday to really mm -hmm. kind of punch it above that 50-day moving average line. So those are some of the things I'm looking at with this one uh, that I think look, look pretty good. Right. And I mean, one could imagine that if it keeps it up uh, as it continues to carve the right side of the base, that... We could see that RS line at a new high as it stages a breakout. One could imagine that potentially happening because of the progress that the RS line has made over the last couple of days. Absolutely. And last but not least, let's go to OLLI. A really nice move here today for this stock, up almost 5%. It did have volume behind the move, getting back above the 21-day line and a trend line. But Justin, this one's reporting earnings in three days. 
Yeah. So again, I was kind of like running a screen for pretty much the uh, the whole day, looking at what things were holding up best. Um, you know, not not reversing because a lot of stocks reversed early on. Uh, Ollie's was the one that just kept on getting stronger throughout the day. Um, right right back above that that 21 day moving average line. Um, really didn't give up much. You know, after after having a nice move. And a actually, if you look at the weekly chart, mm -hmm. it really had kind of this you know, almost three weeks tight action here. And it kind of tried to break out above that, but it really didn't come down that much. It really kind of held real nicely. So I think that this is, you know, looking strong. But as you mentioned, the problem is Thursday, August 31st, before the market opens, Ollie's going to have uh, earnings. So that's something that prevents me from necessarily taking a flyer right now. Um, we could look at maybe an option trade or something like that, or just wait for those earnings. Uh, I should also mention that retail has been very, um, very fractured. You know, you've got some, some great winners and you've got some uh, horrific losers um, out there. So yeah. it's, um, you know, that's one Especially of the with other, their yeah. earnings reactions, right? Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, everyone's talking about the Dick Sporting Goods, the the, the shrinkage uh, issue that they had. So, you know, that's something that I think a lot of the retail companies are, you know, looking at a little bit fearfully. Um, so I really want to see that earnings report be uh, behind Ollie's mm -hmm. before taking action. There. Right. Yeah. On on. That was another one uh, that got hit on earnings. What about the likes of like, Abercrombie, A and F, yeah, that that was. This is when you when you say fractured. I don't know. This one came to my mind as I feel like they had a good report in it. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, there were there were a few others. I mean, guess uh, G E S that had a phenomenal um, you know uh, move after its earnings. Um, you know, but you look at like Dollar General, which is also in the retail discount variety, like Ollie's, and you know its earnings the last time around was dismal. So. Uh, it it hasn't recovered since. So mm -hmm. I, again, there's very different looks uh, depending on depending on what what space you're in. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well said there, Justin. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. That is it for today. And we will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details there. We'll see you then. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.